Welcome to the Dragula Recap Show for Season 1, Episode 6, titled Season Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one slimy co-host. From the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori, a podcast that seemingly doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> please say hello, uglies, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, I went to go check. Uh, I am so anxiously waiting to see this episode, that, to hear this episode that I was on about the the chick, the golden hand, the 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 bur- the, the the murderer named the golden hand or whatever. Sonia the golden, the borderline Jew. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, uh, I, I, you know, to be honest, I think it's just a miscommunication. We've been trying to figure out when we should release episodes, and uh-huh. then. Um, I thought it was going to be released, but I think I think we were going to do a live show. We were going to do a live show this coming week, but then it got canceled. So now I I, I don't know. To like be a live show in front of an audience? Yeah, in front of a group of people. Hopefully, where I don't would know. You, where would you find this? I'm my biggest fear, and I'm on a pretty popular podcast called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. My biggest fear is that no one shows up to this live show. Yeah, where, where are you finding people to go to this show? Oh, it's it's like a podcast show. It's a show that I guess they have live podcast. They have podcasts do it live, so they it's more people just go to see the actual show. If that makes sense, than they do the podcast. So they're just there to see a show where they have podcasts perform live. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we yeah we don't have a. We, although we are big in Cambodia, mm-hmm. um, but we we don't have a we don't have a fan base. A strong enough fan base to is be like, true? yeah, we could sell out. Is that true that you're big in Cambodia? Yeah, we we have like uh, our fan page that we still that I still get updates for, mm-hmm. which always just is so depressing because it's like you have done zero promoting. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, it, it's constantly telling me that I have like people in Cambodia sending me messages. That I can't read. Well, it's so funny that you say that just today on Patreon, I put a word out that I'm looking for a social media person, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah, because, but but for the same reason, because we have, you know, we have a, I've never tried, okay? I've never, I just put things up and people do things. I want someone who tries to do this. Yeah. But it says like, you've made zero posts on Facebook. You've made zero posts in the last, you know, 46 weeks because ever since last season ended i've done nothing same thing with the instagram account and what's funny is on the job description i said you know uh three memes per day right three posts per day just like oh lori it's the easiest job ever yeah if you just go on reddit and you go like oh that's funny and then you can even automate it so it goes to instagram facebook and twitter all at the same time if you do that three times a day i'm happy right yeah and then the guy I'm seeing, and I'm telling him about this, and he goes, ugh, three memes a day, that's annoying. I want three memes a week. So what are your thoughts? How many times per day do you think a social media presence for a show should be active? I think three a day is good, because yeah. you want to, like, you want to have morning, noon, and night, right? So yeah. I think it's like, you want somebody to look at stuff morning, you know, you want it to be current. Yeah, um, and it's not creating new content, it's just literally going on Reddit. Right. Um, oh, I think. Well, see, I don't really see how that works, though, because you're really all you're doing is just sharing. I would say creating three. You could easily with drag queens, you could easily create three new memes a day. I just wanted to share three memes because a lot of our fans. I'll do it. <laughs> just, just hire me. I'll do it. A lot of our fans. Yeah, but Lori, not memes about, you know, go, going to Lane Bryant. You, well, you didn't say what memes they had to be. Do you shop at Lane Bryant? You know what this Lane Bryant is? Yeah, I shop at Lane Unfortunately, I shop at Lane Bryant. What, it, it should, now, if I'm not mistaken, Lane Bryant is a clothing store for uh, curvy women. Is that the best way to put yeah, it? Yeah, plus size women, on, business women. Okay. <laughs> business women. Now, yeah. tell me about, what is it like going to one of those places? It's just, it, it's frustrating Cause it's like, well, first off, mm-hmm. the women who, you know, who work there, they're really nice. All of them are, mm-hmm. but they're just like, you know, they're not like, 
you know when you walk into like a, a like a a regular clothing store and you see people wearing the fashion and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks cute on that person. I might mm-hmm. try that shirt on. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the same at Lane Bryant. <laughs> Lane Bryant, you're just like, what? Whatever you're wearing, I don't want because it just yeah. looks terrible on yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, I've I've been to those stores before. You know, yeah. like like uh, the fat people stores. And there's even yeah. one for men that tries to be hip and cool, okay? <laughs> yeah. It tries. But you, you, you have one of choices. You have choice of one of three outfits, okay? Yeah. It's uh, your creepy uncle who wears Hawaiian shirts everywhere, right? And, yeah. And, and his, his idea of a joke is wearing a lampshade for a hat, okay? Yeah. And it's always like, you know, like, for some reason, fat people don't wear normal shorts. They have to wear cargo shorts. There's no other kind of shorts made for fat people except cargo shorts. All right. Well, that's that's one of my issues with the whole fashion thing for fat people is that it's like apparently people have this sense that fat people just don't like to wear regular clothes. Like we have to have it has to be something like, you know, like weird and boxy and it has to be sleeveless. And it's like, no, I just want to have like a normal T-shirt. And I just want to wear a normal T-shirt to work. That's it. That's all I care about. Well, well why so. do they think that I need seven hundred pockets? That's what a cargo yeah. shirt is. Okay. Why do they think? Why does why does every single woman's outfit feel like it needs a bow somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do? It's like literally, I'll walk, I'll walk up, and I'll see like a really nice button-down shirt, and mm-hmm. I'll turn it around. It's like the back is completely cut. And it's just all tied in a bow. And it's like, yeah, no, that's what I want. Is I want my back fat mm-hmm. fully showing. <laughs> no bra. I don't I want to wear no bra to work mm-hmm. and have a bow. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And there's this new thing now where it's like the top of your shoulders are cut and showing. So it's like you show like the top of your shoulder, which is like, you know, the sexiest part of your body yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's just like, oh, come on. Like, I just want, like, one outfit that I can wear that doesn't make me feel like I'm patio furniture. <laughs> well, I've noticed with, with larger women that they get obsessed with shoes. And they like posting well, pictures of the new shoes that they buy because I think it's the one thing that they can, you know, glam up and not feel fat. Because they can just take a picture of their foot in the shoe. Yeah, because you, you always, when you're when you're fat, you focus on the things you can... Like accessories, those are the things that you could really, you know, like that actually look good, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. like they'll people will try and sell you on jeans that just, you know, look terrible and pants that look bad. And every every fat woman, apparently, according to people who make fat clothing, is like a, a boxy just shaped like a box mm-hmm. with like stubby legs and it's just like okay like really so kind of i invariably end up just shopping in the men's department because it's just easier <laughs> so well like i said there's one of three things you can be you could be the the uncle who wears hawaiian shirts you could yeah. be um an armenian guy who just wears track suits everywhere and then you could be three, like a total Comic Con comic book nerd, because it's like they are like, oh well, they have T shirts that are kind of cool, and it's always like a Superman logo, and like, and I'm like, no, I just want to plain like, who's looking at me and thinking, oh, uh, that this guy's Superman, you know? Yeah, I remember when I used to buy my clothes at Old Navy. Like, and I still have some of those shirts, and they would always be like, there's this one, everyone has to comment on it when I wear it, right? It's one of the reasons why I only wear a plain black t-shirt everywhere, is when you're fat and you wear uh, printed tees, I think maybe because the, the print is bigger, everyone has to comment on it. And I remember one time I wore it, I have this shirt, it's gray, and it says like, um, you know, something track team. And everyone's like, you're on a track team? And I'm like, no, this is a, it's a shirt from old name. I remember one time I wore a shirt. My mom used to manage nursing homes. Uh-huh. And I was helping her with some event. They had like for old, you know, they had like someone come and sing songs for old people or something. And I was uh-huh. wearing an old Navy shirt that literally said old Navy. Right. And this old man goes, son, come here. And I walk up and I go, yes, sir. I'm thinking like, yo, he needs water or help walking. He goes, you're too fat to be in the Navy. 
He, I think he thought it was like actually a navy a shirt that was in the navy. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That I, I, I don't know. What he, was he just like? Sure I gotta warn this guy. I'm sure he's dead. By uh, I one time was wearing. This is kind of a little side topic, but I was I was walking out of the gym and I was wearing a. Um, that oh, was the worst the courtesy laugh I've ever heard. You don't. You're not even good at doing a courtesy laugh. Give me your. Give me. Give me. I want to hear the story, but show, give me your courtesy laugh right now. Like when someone's not funny and you do a laugh to do for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was my courtesy laugh. <laughs> now you never know if it's real or not. Um. There was this guy. What, what's the band? They had like a cover where it was like rainbows coming out of a, pr- a triangle prism. Do you remember that? The, Pink Floyd. It was like the wall Pink or Floyd. something. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Betty Batan. So, <laughs> so I was wearing a Pink Floyd shirt that my dad had gotten me from like Hot Topic or something. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because I just liked the – I didn't know the band, but I just liked the color or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so so literally I was walking out of the gym and this one guy literally st- stops me and goes, you're too young to know that band. <laughs> And I was just like, and at the time I was just like, oh yeah, it's, I just, I like the shirt or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I went like, now it's like one of my regrets is like, I didn't just be like, dude, like what the hell? Like, you're, you're too old to be dressing down a fat teenager walking out of a gym, mm-hmm. like <laughs> to make you feel better. Do you ever feel self-conscious ordering food or anything like that? Or, or like we're, we're buying clothes. Have you, have you bought clothes recently? Yeah, I order most of my clothes online now. Oh, I just don't even go into a store because I just don't like. I don't like dealing with this sh- with it. And then the the salespeople always want to have me try a smaller size, and I'm like, no, I don't want to try a smaller size. And they're like, oh, it's good. I'm sure it'll fit. No, it won't fit. Okay. When and was the last time you dressed like, like a woman? What? When was the last time you dressed like a woman? Well, I mean, I feel like I dress like a woman every day because I am a woman. Mm. Um, Tuesday, I had to do some kind of like thing. I dress up for this podcast because of the election. I wanted to look nice. Wait, 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 the world shit. Wait, we have a lot to unpack here. Uh huh. You did a podcast that was specifically about the election. First of all, what was that podcast? It's this podcast I'm a guest host on regularly called uh, Things I Found Online. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, this woman talks about like things that she's found online, but then she's also like a history buff and she's really into politics. So we did a, uh, a podcast about like the election results and talked about different election stuff, election stuff. Was it in front of a live audience? It was live on Facebook. It wasn't in front of a live audience. No, oh. but so you, what, so what, for what reason did you have to uh, be dressed like a woman? Because I wanted to look nice. So I put on like a nice top blouse and then like brush my hair and just kind of wanted to look, you know, presentable because it was like, want to look a little bit professional because it was, I was going to, it's live on, they haven't put it on iTunes, but then when they record it, kind of like how you do on MixLR, mm-hmm. when they record it, they put it, but they do it on Facebook live. So you can see yourself on there. This week, the Boulet brothers are haunted by images of the unused death scenes for the remaining queens. The eliminated queens, except for Pinche Queen, are brought back from the dead and gather around for one last supper to attack the remaining contestants. The remaining queens, Vander Van Odd, Frankie Doom, and Melissa B. Fierce, walk the runway in their final floor show before Drac Morda and Swanthula name Vander Van Odd, Vander Van Odd, as the winner of Dragula and the world's first drag Super Monster, Lloyd Roggenkamp named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. If you go on things I found online on the Instagram, Are we still on you that? can see different versions of me looking surprised at what I'm looking at on screen. Just FYI. Wait, it's that, a fun we, look. We were done with it. Why did you go back to that segment? I don't know. I just felt like bringing it up again. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the only... You're not the only one who can do awkward transitions. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so uh, two things I liked. I really liked the the last runway. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. 
uh, there were things that I think we're obviously going to get into that you know that I just could not watch. Um, so I think I just, there were things that uh, I saw that y'all was like, Glory must have gotten hungry. No, I, I, I literally had to like put the phone down and just wait for it to be over. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really liked, I thought everybody brought it. Um, I like that Vander won. I thought she should win. Although I do have a comment about that, but I thought, oh, you know, she's been the best overall. Mm -hmm. So I thought that she, I was glad that she won. Mm Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't like was that they invited all of the, they brought all the drag queens back to life. Yeah. But only for that round table, that Jesus round table mm-hmm. to be like, just to, just to have this like weird, like thing that they did before, which is going to everybody and asking them each one who they, you know, do you have a question who they think they should move on blah blah blah. and then and then they killed them all again i thought they were gonna just help be the decision deciders for who wins i thought that would have been fun but it was just the round table so i thought that was kind of lame but um i also would like to know how why pinche just wasn't there yeah (laughs) we'll get to that when we get to that segment I i have thoughts on that as well you know here's the deal uh, two things that I liked. Um, I really liked the floor show. I liked the idea of the filth, glamour, and horror uh, yeah. as looks. And I, w- I wish you could have seen what other people were doing, too. But I, I really like seeing that those looks. Uh, two, another thing that I liked. I actually liked the idea of The Last Supper. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I wish... I, yeah, I think you're right. I th- I, there could have been more. And the one thing I didn't like... Again, like I think it's a common complaint with Dracula season one. It was the episode was just needlessly long. Like, well, yeah, I mean, but that that's something that you gotta like, kind of just be like, all right, let's settle in. It's gonna be long for no reason. Yeah, but the other thing though is it, and, and RuPaul's Drag Race is also like this, where it's like they they have all this time where it's just like wasted time. Okay. Yeah. And then they crown the person and they get out in ten seconds. He's yeah, like, I wanted to see more. Like, how do you feel about winning? You know who does it right? Is this? Uh, you ever watched the Great British Baking Show? The, yeah, I watch a couple of episodes. I haven't seen the one where they win. Okay, I so on the I one haven't actually watched like a winning episode. So on the one where they win, it's like the last ten minutes they've done the bake, and then outside they're always in a tent on some estate, and outside they've invited all their friends and family to come for a picnic. Oh. Okay. So all, all not only their friend, but all the contestants who were on before there, everyone is there. So all ten contestants, all their friends, all their family. It's a big party, right? Yeah. And then after they finished the judging, they don't know who the winner is, but after they finished the judging for the they t- the judges tell them what they think, they all walk outside, and then everyone's cheering for them as they walk out with their final baked good. And then they announce who the winner is, and then they do what they talk to other the former contestants. What do they think about this person winning? They talk to the people who didn't win. They talk to the winner. And by the way, on the Great British Baking Show, all they win is a stupid cake plate. They don't win money yeah. or anything, right? But it's I'm just, saying what I'm saying just is notoriety, right? Or yeah, just notoriety like for being a rad baker. But the point I'm making is they spent a lot of time with the winner and the people and what people think about the winner and all that. They don't do... Drag Race is like the same thing. It's just like, you win, the end. You know, it's like, it, it doesn't spend any time on it at all. And I want to I see what they feel, How do they, what do they think about winning, and there's not really any of that. Do you think they maybe wait to do that? Because they always have those, like, shows where they'll do, like, a reunion or, you know, they so they kind of want to bilk it for... Yeah, maybe drag, you know. a drag race, but also, I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to give it away, but when we went, I went to the live show, and you probably talked about this, so maybe I'm not giving anything away. But they did; they not they announced all three people as the winners. Yeah, they when the drag race, and so then you didn't know who was going to be the winner until mm-hmm. you watched the show, which I get because you don't want people who've seen the live show to spoil it. But also, it's like. They can't really dive in because they don't have they don't know who's going to be the winner. So oh, I see. On that case, you're right. But on, on Dracula, I, I doubt that they had all three go through it and have blood spilled on them, and have to yeah. clean up and reset. No, 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 no. All right, let's. So this is so we're, this next segment I'm going to read for a long time, Laurie. But then we'll talk. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Really? I'm I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? 
You know what I'm going to say. All right. The episode opens up with Drakmorda and Swanthula asleep in their beds while visions of dead drag queens dance in their heads. Vander Von Odd is hanged. Melissa B. Fierce is smothered by the pillow. And Frankie Doom is hit over the head with a wrench. I'm going to stop right here. All very disappointing death scenes for them, by the way. Yeah. 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 Well, those were the, I feel like the, I, I feel like those were the worst you know, it, all the, I mean, all the death scenes were never really that great. Like, they were all kind of just like, you know, like F- Foxy as you was just like tricked into an ice freezer by just having dollars, you know, yeah. dollar bills. And it's just like, OK, all right. I just feel like it was like literally they were they just like showed up mm-hmm. to set and were like, OK, how how should we kill you? And then they just kind of came up with it on the fly, you know. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next, the Boulet brothers and their faithful manservant Israel enter the vault and examine the corpses of the eliminated queens. When they realize that Loris isn't dead, they kill her just to bring her back to life. Pinche Queen is represented by a pile of ashes and doesn't get the chance to be revived. When we return, the Boulet brothers are seated in the middle of a long table. They are flanked by Vander Von Odd, Frankie Doom, and Melissa B. Fierce, while the dead queens, all dressed in red, are brought back to life. Each of the queens takes turns attacking Melissa and praising Vander and Frankie. When the supper is over, the eliminated queens are laid back to rest, and the remaining queens are sent to work on their outfits for the floor show. Lloyd Rockenkamp, your thoughts on everything that happened up to that point? The one thing I have is, so what is the deal with the Boulay brothers? Are they, like, a couple? Or are they actually brothers? Or, like, they're a why couple. are they sleeping they're, in the same bed? That was weird. They're a couple. I know. It's it's funny because the show the show is so weird. It is so um, multiple personality about itself. Because, like, in, in some ways it lives in this universe where it's, like, a, a gothic horror universe and monsters exist. And then yeah. there's another universe where it's a drag show and it's a reality show and everyone knows what it is. And I guess so I, I guess if they're characters... I, I, I'm assuming that their characters are brothers, right? But in oh, real... Oh, so they aren't actually brothers. No, the real people are boyfriends. And what? they've been together for years. Yes. That's creepy. Yeah, the real guys are just two boyfriends who have been a couple for years. And then they do these characters of the Boulay brothers. But I don't know if the characters are brothers and or sisters or if they're also... I don't know. I don't know. And I can I can sort of get the, like, creepiness of not knowing. But but then but then also, like, this whole... So let, we, live, we live in a universe where yeah. they live in a castle... And that's also a theater, and uh, where these monsters, they, they have the ability to bring people back to life and kill them, and they have a manservant, and they drink blood. But then, the people who are remaining, they have to go take a week in their normal life yeah, and get ready for a drag show. Also, like, the goal of the show was to kill them all, mm-hmm. or... Like it just didn't make any like what was the goal what what was their get like what did they want from the show cuz it seemed like they were like they wanted to kill everybody but yeah. then also then in the in the when they were having the nightmares it was like they were having the nightmares about killing people <laughs> yeah but they were and they were killed. having a shared nightmare yeah. about it so it was like they were scared about it yeah. and then meanwhile they already killed five people yeah and so then they were upset and then they all which, by the way, go and rewatch the uh, them sitting at the laying at the um, on the ground at the in the cellar, and then also when they're at the table, it's really funny. Like Ursula can't cannot hold her breath to save her life. She's like her chest is like heaving the whole uh-huh. time. Yeah. Um, and then there are a couple of them like Loris and a couple of them who just don't want to get dirty. Mm-hmm. So they're like trying to like hover over the the ceiling <laughs> not the ceiling but the floor they're trying to like lay discreetly on the floor but they keep jittering and moving it's really funny i was watching that well, i feel also at the table when they're in the table and they're supposed to be asleep i think it is ursula as well where you're like bitch what you're not asleep like oh she's yeah well they're dead they're supposed to be dead they're supposed to be all dead and then they brought to life mm-hmm. and then 
But then only uh, only Meatball and and uh, Sochi Mochi spit stuff out. Yeah. Which, by the way, I thought it was hilarious that Sochi Mochi picked this episode to be like an actual diva. I was just like, really? You couldn't have brought that sass out in any of the show when you were actually contestant? I think okay, she's still mad that Melissa punched her in a challenge where it was yeah. wrestling. Yeah, it, well, and also it's just like, okay, who cares? Like, it was just get over it, you know? Okay, well, let, 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 let's take it piece by piece. So have, we, have you said everything you have to say about the teaser, about the about seeing the girls and get murdered? Yeah, I mean, it's just except for that it was, it was kind of boring. I thought it went on really long. Yeah. It was like, it felt like weird because it was like they kept showing each murder and then also they would go back and forth between uh, each brother. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like they had a shared nightmare. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, also, I thought Israel... It looked like Israel put on some weight. <laughs> I don't know I why know. that I, bugged I, me, I but saw, I was like, yeah. oh, Israel, they're getting a little fat. Yeah, he was wearing cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he was. He had a lampshade on his head. Yeah, and he had a bow on his back. His entire yeah. back was exposed, and it was a bow. Yeah, and and then but then he had he had to dress up for a podcast, and he yeah, wore a blouse yeah. because he's that, actually on the things I found online. He's really good. He's yeah. really into politics. I did not know that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, he's really into politics. Yeah, and he was wearing a really cute top. I wanted to see yeah. that he got it. He really helped us figure out, you know, uh-huh. Georgia's a. Uh, segregation and stuff and the the issues that that brings yeah so i was like oh. yeah he had a lot to say about the florida recount yeah and yeah. all the yeah. you know the, the different you know, legal ramifications of do you recount what is you know when you have a deadline is it better to to stick to the deadline or do you do you go yeah. past the deadline to the account i know is and also just you know what does it mean for orange county california to maybe turning blue is it going to turn blue and, and dana rohrbach are gone what does that mean i know he had a lot of complex thoughts it was sort of yeah, uh, he was really good. Also, he made a lot of hanging Chad puns. So it was, <laughs> it was good. It was a, it was a, overall it was a banner night. Yeah, he kept making a lot of obscure political references like hanging Chad. And I remember the part where he brought up Gary Hart and just oh did, like, yeah, 1986 jokes about monkey business. You don't have to tell boat. me. I was yeah. I was there. I know it was really weird. Okay, what about the vault visit? Now, when they brought him back to life, yeah. Now, do you? Th- here's what I want to talk about. Do you think there's one of two options that happened? That Pinche was like, "Fuck no, I'm not coming back for your fucking reunion. You eliminated me first, right?" And so like, "Okay, well, she has to be a pile of ashes." Or do you think it's like Pinche was like, "Oh, I can't wait for this reunion," and they're like, "Ooh, awkward, Pinche. You see, the problem is we burned you, and there's sort of a continuity issue." No. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry, but I'm going to call BS. I don't think that Dragula was worried about continuity. I don't think they were like, guys, we got to stick to character. Yeah, you like- were burned. It's a- <laughs> we're talking about the same people that just had meatballs stay in place while they cut her, while they chopped her neck. <laughs> chopped her head off they were just like stay like like that was gonna be the way that yeah. they killed her yeah she doesn't so, even like, try and move I or anything i don't think they're worried about logistics uh no i honestly i think you know i think it's probably somewhere in between i would like to think that it was probably like maybe they she couldn't make it work schedule wise or mm-hmm. you know or something like that but the way that they talked when she got eliminated was that everybody i guess thought that she was gonna go she was gonna be like one of the front runners yeah so maybe she just kind of when she was eliminated first she just got a little she was embarrassed or she was upset or something Mm -hmm. that she you know so who knows knows? um now let's talk about that last supper what do you okay let's let's here's my here's my takeaway from it okay yeah is um that one, it why you, you kind of hit on this is they went around the table and they have them ask one question, right? And then, but there was another part where they had them, had them give advice. And you're like, you lost the competition, and they're not yeah. judging. So what? Why do we care about their advice? Also, it's like, can we stop? Are we still in this in this mode where we're pretending like these people don't know what's coming ahead? Like they don't have or, or haven't already planned out their outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, can we stop pretending like 
Like I honestly, and and I watched when I watched the thing, I was like, they didn't use any of the advice. And I was like, I don't honestly think like Loris, is she going to give out great advice? No. Yeah. What advice is Loris going to give? But that, that brings me to my point, which is it seemed like everybody was going after Melissa. And then there was a part where Melissa went after Loris, right? And well, then they, oh, uh, yeah, ahead, but ahead. that was just because, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think Loris, what was funny was. You could just tell, you know, you know how when you don't like somebody, anything they do is dumb. Yeah. You know, it's like, yes. it's like, it's like when, like, you're just like, oh, well, that he, you know, they're carrying, they're putting groceries into their car. What are they, an idiot? Why can't they just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why do they have to put them in that way? That's yeah. dumb. Mm-hmm. So I honestly feel like anything, Laura, if Laura had said, great job <laughs> so it would have been like fuck you bitch yeah you know who do you think you are but then i think i forgot who it was but i think it was meatball mm-hmm. meatball said that almost the same thing as laura's did and, and melissa was like i love you girl <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like okay well i just think that everybody hates loris but why well do you think- she's just so annoying she is and now i want to mention this here because let's talk about it right here Melissa B. Fierce has agreed to come on the show and be interviewed. Okay, I still don't believe it. I will show you the email address. But this is the funny thing: is Lori has done shows with famous comedians. She's she did a show with Robin Williams. Remember that? Yeah, but that was like a fluke. Okay, that was a fluke. All of the famous people were flukes. Like it wasn't like I like they didn't know me or plan to. You know, they didn't go like, yeah, sure. You know, they just literally like dropped in and were like, "Hey, can I be on the show?" Yeah. You know, and that's that's not the same. But you thing. performed on stage with Robin Williams, co- comedy legend Robin Williams. And you, I told Lori that uh, Melissa yeah. B. Fierce was going to be in, uh, interviewed, and you would have thought that Robin Williams came back from the dead and agreed to be interviewed. You were so <laughs> excited. I was I was very excited. I was I, I'm wor- still worried that I would have messed it up. Well, what's really funny but, is I asked you, and I want to hear your thoughts here because before I asked, before I approached Melissa, and if Melissa ever listens, you are the first one we approached. I asked Lori. I said, of all the Dragula queens, who do you want to interview most? And you said Melissa B. Fierce. Now, why did you say Melissa B. Fierce? Well, because I mean, I just feel like. I don't, I guess I just want to know like what her, I want to like get to know her more and find out like why she decided to do competition. And also it's like, what is the difference? Like, I just, I guess I don't understand the the white hot hatred that it seemed like some of these drag queens had mm-hmm. that was surprising towards the end of the, of the show mm-hmm. that she was a, you know, a supposed pageant queen. It's like, who gives a shit? She beat all of you. Like, it doesn't matter. But do you, you think know? it sort of felt like maybe that these were the nerdy kids who the pageant queens are mean to, and then why is she coming into our safe space? Did you get that, get that sense? No, because it's like, who cares? You know, it's like, I, I honestly, I think that mentality is a little dumb because it's like, if you're going to treat somebody the way that you were treated, then how are you any better than that person? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Vander always says, like, you know, there's layers to it. You know, you kind of have to just do, you just do, if you're good, just, just work your best and whoever wins, wins, you know? Yeah. So I just think that a lot of, but I also want to know, like, cause I feel like Melissa's, she has more of like the inside gossip than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I want to know, I also want to know why she just doesn't like Loris because well, also she was there the whole time. You what? Know, the, the only people that were there the whole time were Vander, Melissa, and uh, Frankie Doom. Yeah. And I just, uh, Frankie just kind of, I just don't, I don't know. I just didn't really think that she was that good. And everybody kept saying that she was, she was like a true monster. And I was like, eh. After Up until Mel- recently, she bought most. She she even admitted to buying most of her costumes. After so. we um, interview Melissa, I think I might want to interview Loris. Oh yeah, I might be absent for that interview. Oh really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just I guess my whole thing with Loris is that she you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of like Jim Tierney, who was like a comedian who used to do like really like weirdly rapey jokes uh-huh. and then would be like, I don't understand why comedians don't want to talk to me. It's like, yeah, cause you're a freaking weirdo, dude. Um, 
Okay, wait. So have you said anything you want to say about The Last Supper, about the vault visit, and the teaser? Oh, uh, The Last Supper... I just thought it was weird. I thought it was weird that, like, people kept, like... I don't know. I I just didn't... I didn't get why they needed to have that. They were saying in the beginning that when they brought... When they went down, they said they wanted... It seemed like they wanted to use them to influence them for the show. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like it influenced anything. I feel like they just did it just to fill time. But like you mentioned last time, what time do they need to fill? They're not playing for commercials. They, Mm -hmm. you know, they could, they could literally do this competition in 10 minutes. Yeah, they really could. And so it's like, what, what do they need to get? Why do they have to fill it with so much stuff? Oh, wait a minute. You know what? We, I didn't notice. I, I was looking up the looks for the season one finale. There was a Dragula reunion on the YouTube show Look at Her. Although no, the show's Hey Queen, but there was a segment called Look at Her. And they did they did a reunion on there cuz cuz uh me, uh Hey Queen was the producer of the episode. Hmm, I didn't realize that. The, I I also felt like it was just a way for them to all get their jabs in to mm-hmm. people, you know? Yeah. To be like, "Oh, so and you know, Melissa's this and this is, you know, and so I thought that was funny. But yeah, it just was long. That's about it. What do you what did you think? Um, yeah, you know, but th- this is not to spoil anything, but sadly, I actually think this reunion, that this last supper is better than the one in season two. The season, really? the season two one I felt dragged even longer. And oh I think the season two one is its own episode. I feel like I, mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like in the Last Supper in season two is its own episode and just goes on and on and on and on and on. And but what's funny though is there's a part during the Last Supper when yeah. um, somebody start. Oh, I think it's uh, Sochi Mochi is trying to make a point, and then Drek Morda is like, "Hurry up, hurry up! We don't have time to listen to you talk." And I'm like, "Bitch, have you seen yourself yeah. walk across a room?" Like, this is a show that has spent minutes showing us Drakmorda and Swanthula and Israel standing on a cliff from different angles. And they're like, come on, Sochi, come on, come on. That's like my co-host Evan telling me to finish a sentence. Yeah. Or that would be me telling you to get to the point. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's like when they, when they, when they tell you that they, uh, you know, that they want, when they were like, oh, we need to hurry up now that we've had our claws out. It's like, why, what part, you know, who, who's literally, whoever's timing the show needs to get fired because they're not doing their job. But here's the thing too, the reason you don't hurry her up. And this actually happened. I'm going to talk about season two right now, actually, is they have a person. Well, no, maybe they don't. But in theory, they have someone who edits the show. So you can let people live while you're taping go on as long as they want, trusting that the editor will just edit it down. The same thing happens in season two. And we'll get to it when we get to season two, where there's an actual fight going on. Like these two queens are going at it. And yeah. Drek Morta stops it. She's like, ah, stop, 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 stop. This is boring. You know, and you're like, bitch, what? It wasn't boring at all. And what? just they'll edit it. Just let the fight happen. It was yeah. so weird. But just, that's- yeah. Well, and what I would love, I love then, and that means that the editor literally looked at all of the footage and was like, this is too good. I can't edit any of this. This is all, this is all gold. This, is all this gold. all needs we to be in the episode. In. This is all worth it. Yeah. And then, and then they go, you have two weeks to now work on your outfits. I actually do think they actually had two weeks on this case. This is actually one where I think they, I, I don't think they were lying. I think they gave them two weeks. I think they had two weeks, but I don't think it was, I th- I think I, I agree with what you said last week. I don't think it was like, I don't think the timeline is the same, you know? Like, I think they had two weeks, but I think oh, it was like. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think they might have filmed stuff out of, you you're know. Right. You're right. I think you're 100% right. So I think they had two weeks from San Francisco. You're completely right. Because they're not going to hold the theater for that long. So Well, they I, live there. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. So they can just get it whenever. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think you're right. I think that... Uh, they came back from San Francisco, the girls had two weeks, and then they filmed The Last Supper, and then they filmed... You're right. I think you're right. That makes more sense, production-wise. Okay, let's move on. 
It's one week later, and we check in on Vander, Melissa, and Frankie as they get ready for the floor show. They all talk about how badly they want this pointless crown. Next, the floor show, uh, the girls need to represent the three main components of Dragula, filth, glamour, and horror. The girls show off their efforts, and the Boulet brothers critique each of them. And finally, in the last word, after all is said and done, the Boulet brothers crown Vander Van Odd as the winner of Dragula. As Vander walks the runway with her skeleton crown and scepter, she is bathed in blood before we see the title screen of Dragula. Lori, let's talk about the looks, let's talk about all these moments, let's talk about your final thoughts on this episode go what did you think about the check-ins when we checked in on them one week later uh i thought it was it was interesting i also thought it was kind of sad like you know how they go like never follow a hippie to a second location wait no i never heard wait 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 wait. i've never heard that before what yeah they there's one saying never follow a hippie to a second location uh it's like never follow a drag queen back to her apartment it was kind of sad i was like (laughs) oh like frankie seemed like he lived in like his parents house and had like a room yeah because i was just like oh man like it was like it but it was sad in like a way of like wow you guys are really putting everything you have into Mm -hmm. this well, Frankie you seem like still he, not that great. Frankie had um, like horror posters on the wall and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was in. I thought it was good. I I uh I liked. I wish they would have done more more check ins. You mm-hmm. know, like I wish we could have seen. Uh, you know, like in Drag Race when they when they give them a thing. And then they go like, okay, and make make the costume, and you kind of yeah. see them making the costume. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have done that for for this for mm-hmm. Dragula. I wish they would have had like, why don't they just have the theater or have them in the dungeon making costumes yeah. or something? You know. Yeah. But once like, again, I, I, I wish they would have had that instead of the that could see that's this kind of stuff that's like if it's gonna be long, add interesting things. Don't yeah. just have like weird awkward pauses in between conversations. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was neat. I want to uh, go back to something you said. What? Sorry. I want to go back to something you said earlier. Okay. I want you to explain that don't follow a hippie to a second location. Same. Oh, it's like, for me, I've always heard that it's like a, it's like twofold. It's like you, you, nothing ever goes well when you follow Wait, you know, like it just gets worse. Like you mm-hmm. think you're having a fun time, mm-hmm. you're doing fun things, and then when you when you go to a second location, it's always just like it gets, you know, you don't have you don't have a way out. You're yeah. sort of stuck there. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. So it's just it's just sort of a saying of like just, you know, don't don't overindulge. So it's not like you might get murdered. Uh you might O D, mm-hmm. but you won't get murdered. Uh, I've never heard that before ever. That's yeah. I've just one of the more colorful things my parents have told me. Uh, also, you, know, you don't have this sense that God gave green apples. Wait, what? That's <laughs> another thing. What, my is, mom used to what, say. what does that say it again? You don't have the sense that God gave green apples. What does that mean? It means that you're dumb. You don't have common but wait, sense. But you don't have the sense wait, that so what? God gave green apples more sense than you. Oh, you don't have the sense. I get so y- you're so dumb that you don't have less sense than a green apple. That yeah, but why a green apple? Are green apples known to be dumber than other apples? I think it's just the alliteration. God gave green apples. I think it's just I don't know. I think that's why. But why isn't it like that? God gave guavas. Because that even works better. Well, poetically. my family's white. <laughs> That's why it's not guavas. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't make the sayings. I I think you need to make a book of the colorful sayings <laughs> that your parents say. It's just two, those two. Those <laughs> are the only two? <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. I, I've never heard either phrase ever in my life. <laughs> what if your what, what sayings did your parents used to say when you were when you were uh younger? Um shut up dummy. Oh, yeah. My mom always used to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, people in the chat room have been giving their own, like, God gave green grapes. Okay. I can see that. My 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 mom, my grandma said apples, so I guess my my mom said apples. So, who knows? And, and also someone said Maybe God, it's gave, God gave green grapes. God gave garden gourds? 
God gave Garbo. How about well, that, God gave that Gar- person is just a show off? How about God gave Greta Garbo? Yeah, because I mean, I guess Garbo, I don't know. Is Greta Greta Garbo known as a pretty dumb person? No, she's known as pretty smart, but she also like left Hollywood and left fame. Oh, so you could see it as a take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to this show. But so- then, oh, so then, so that. Yeah, I don't remember too much other than the fact that I was just kind of like, also, all of them seemed like they were hoarders. I feel like this, a second reality <laughs> show they could have gone on was hoarders. <laughs> or is, <laughs> how is clean it, is your house? Um, you know what's so funny that you say that in the in the legendary film, Paris is Burning. Have you ever seen Paris is Burning? I, I know I have, but I don't remember a lot about it. I saw it. A while ago. Well, this isn't in Paris is Burning, but they talked to a drag queen, a legendary drag queen in Paris is Burning. And what you come to find out, this is not, there's so many things that are not in the movie because they happened after or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. Her name's something Corey. I, I keep wanting to say Giles Corey, but that's a character from The Crucible, right? I'm going to look at I'm gonna, I know people are going to be grip, banging their steering wheels as I say this. Um, but this uh, drag queen uh, in Paris is Burning is oops is so she does she's a big part of a cory okay sorry she's a big part of, of uh paris is burning right dorian cory okay okay and she's like sort of the elder uh drag queen and sort of you know imparts her wisdom and then she dies right she uh-huh. dies very shortly after they filmed paris is burning and when they go through her apartment, they found a mummified body. That's a, right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that you see, maybe drag queens would be. They should have a special hoard, drag drag queen hoarders. I think you've hit on something. Thank you. Yeah. Afterthought Media is going to produce that. We'll ask Melissa to be the first one. Are you going to ask her yeah. about her sad place? When you I'm have gonna, a, what? Are you going to ask her? Are you going to be like, Melissa, I saw your place and it seemed like you're a hoarder. I mean, she still had Bones Be Fierce, the dog from the from the uh, Legally Blonde episode. Oh, she did? Which is what I'm naming it. So, uh, And I, gar- I guarantee when we ask her, she probably still has Bones Be Fierce. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know. Well, you don't have the sense that Beelzebub gave Bones Be Fierce. <laughs> Oh, wait, sorry. Wait, wait. You don't have the sense that Beelzebub bestowed on Bones Be Fierce. That's a mouthful. That's a penis full. You know um, what? I want to go back to something you said, actually. Okay. When I was about 25, I went to Hawaii so for a this work this was trip. like, what, 40, 40 years ago? <laughs> 40 years ago, yeah. No, it was like two years ago. What are you talking about, Lori? Oh, okay. Anyway, when I was 25, I uh-huh. went to Hawaii for a work trip. Was this when they first became a this, <laughs> were first granted in the United States? It was a year before uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay, and um, so I'm in I'm in Hawaii, and a friend had joined me, right? And we went to this gay bar, and we met this really hot guy, okay? And we had a really good time with him. He's super smoking hot, one of the hottest guys uh, that I'm because I'm like spoiler alert, I hooked up with, right? Okay, kind of hippie-ish. Right? Okay. I followed him to several locations, but I'm going to tell you the wisdom in that saying is, you're right, because the, the, the whole story is so long, and maybe I'll tell it after we talk about the show. Okay. Right? But it just kept escalating to a more and more dangerous situation, to the point where after we said goodbye to him, after the night of hooking up, my friend and I changed hotel rooms so he wouldn't be able to find us again. Oh my god! So I think you're <laughs> yeah, right. That's I, not good. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you never follow a hippie. And that man was Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to accuse you of stealing a joke. Israel made that same joke on that po- political podcast you were on, and it killed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying at first. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> you joke thief. He did. I I have been using that. Oh, Israel cracked a lot of good jokes. Yeah, he, uh, he did. Um, you know what would be funny? We've never really heard Israel speak. Wouldn't it be funny if Israel actually is like a super super like smart guy? Oh yeah. You know that, what? Or he has like a British accent or something. I'm gonna write this down. We should really try and book Israel. 
Oh, I would love to talk to him. I have so many questions for Israel. He, he, well, like you said, he he worked production, so he probably has like more knowledge of like how the show is structured. Yeah, because I would really like to know why they why they have the like. Is it were they trying to mesh the live show with television, or were these just totally different segments? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm actually. Do you think he's Israel Boulay? Like, what do you think his name is? Is he part of... Is it like a thruple? Is he part of the the couple? I don't think he's their son or their other brother. I found him. What? I think I found him. Oh, wait. No, that's not him. That's not him. Very close, though. Someone in the chat room, could you find Israel, please, on Instagram and put his Instagram handle on... I can't... I'm doing a show. I can't look for... I can't can't be bothered with that. Could someone in the chat room, please, find Israel's Instagram handle... And put it in the chat room. Thank you. Um, so, okay. So, did you have any other thoughts on the episode? So we, so we did. Oh, let's oh yeah, the, the episode. Yeah. So here's what I I wanted to ask you. Yeah, because this is something I've thought about. Is a problem that happens in a lot of comic in a lot of reality show competitions. Yeah, it happens a lot in Ink Master, which is this competition I sh- show I watch, which is about tattoos. Okay, which is Vander Van On. Yeah. We can, I think we can safely say she was the front runner for the season, right? From the it beginning. was like going in, everybody was like, she's probably going to win mm-hmm. because she was really great. Yeah. I personally felt like Melissa B. Fierce did better in the last runway than Vander Van Odd did. But here's my question in a reality you. show competition with the final show. Is it all? Is it cumulative, mm-hmm. or is it just based off that one runway? You know, it's funny that you say that. I, I think there's a com. I think there's a combination in the on Drag Race. I think it's more complex. More complex. Um, I think there's a combination of what with the. I think there's a combination on Drag Race. So on Drag Race. I think that they take into account how they've done so far, how many times have they lip-synced, how did they do particularly that episode, was it bad enough to counter the other stuff, and then ultimately how was the lip-sync, and then also, ultimately, how good are they for the show in terms of television. Yeah. Okay. On and on the other side, I truly feel, and this is not to bring up the show again, on the Great British Baking Show, I feel that they are really just judged on the weekend that they're working. So I feel on any given week, a baker, no matter how good, could go home. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen them being like top dog one day, yeah. one show, and then literally the next episode go home. Yeah. And it, I've seen that. But to see, that's the thing is like, do you think that that should be good do you think that's good because like i've seen on ink master there was a very controversial season mm-hmm. i think it was like season five or six or something mm-hmm. where this guy clean rock one was the front runner for the whole show basically he was yeah. he was like he's gonna win mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. and then him and this other guy jason who you know wasn't really the front runner was kind of yeah. stumbled a lot mm-hmm. he but Jason did really, really well the final show, the final show with his final tattoos, and he won the show. And mm-hmm. so it was like, well, does did he deserve to win? Because he did do the best, the best out of the whole co- out of that night, mm-hmm. but he didn't do the best out of the whole competition. And so I'm torn because I feel like Vander did. I feel like sh- I'm glad she won. I will say that mm-hmm. I'm glad she won. I basically anybody but frankie i felt frankie kind of was like eh. but i vander i'm glad she won but i felt i didn't really feel like her like i thought melissa's all all three of her costumes had a story Mm -hmm. and had a theme and had like these really complex things going into them and vander i felt like kind of just sort of did like generic costumes throughout most like the only thing that she did that was crazy which is something i couldn't really watch was when she made herself throw up and then you know dove on apparently i guess dove on the vomit or did something to the vomit because i mm-hmm. couldn't watch after that mm-hmm. 
But I even just, though you, you drink know. period because there was a lot of blood in this episode. Did you get hungry gross. and turned on at the same time watching all the blood? I did not. No, I did not get a person get who wanted on. to drink someone's period blood. I did not. No, I've never said that. You've projected that on me, so I honestly feel like that's something that you want. You mm-hmm. want to do? That's like my girlfriend keeps making toe foot fetish jokes and i'm starting to think now that she's really into she wants to be she wants to have a foot fetish well how do you want to have a foot don't you just have the fetish or you don't how do you want to have a fetish well i think she does i think she has it and she's trying to see if i'll be into it and i think that she's trying to play it off like oh ha 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 wouldn't it be funny if this happened it's like no i want to go back to something you said let's say you were at a party and you met ben and jerry from Ben oh, and Jerry's ice cream. Okay. Do I have to be at a party? Okay, you're at some event where you meet Ben and Jerry. Okay. okay? And they're hippies. Uh-huh. And they go, Laurie, we like you. Uh-huh. We want to take you to the factory where, we, factory where we make ice cream. Uh-huh. Are you going with them? What time is it? Mm, 3 p.m. <sighs> sure. Okay, well, all right. Just want to make sure there. Um, now, you know, it's so funny. Now, if it was 3 a.m., no. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. No, no, I, I wouldn't follow anyone at three a.m. I don't, I don't yeah. anywhere. In fact, the the more wholesome you make the person, the scarier it becomes at three a.m. Like if I said, if like, if that, I said, oh like, yeah, a, a, a Catholic priest said, "Come with me at three a.m." No. Oh, if you told me that uh, a four year old was like, "Hey, do you want to come under my house?" Yeah, I'd be like, "No, four year old, you're a demon. Yeah, trapped in a four year old's body." Yeah. and I know this for sure. Yeah. Or like, yeah, anyone at 3 a.m. But but again, like I said, like, in a weird kind of way, if Jason came to my door and Who's he Jason? was like, from Friday the 13th. Oh. oh, oh. And he okay. was like, come with me. And I might actually go. I'm saying that the more innocent and wholesome the person is at 3 a.m., the less I want to go. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you would say like that... Uh... You know that's that's kind of the rationale that women have for dating uh, convicted felons. FYI. Oh really? Yes, <laughs> that well, they go. Either. I know he's terrible, so it's best that I date him because then he at least he won't be terrible to me. Well, so. have you seen? Have you seen that hot convicted felon, felon Jeremy Meeks? I think is his name. Oh yeah, but that's old news. Didn't he like divorce yeah. his wife and yeah. now he's married to like a model or yeah. something like that? So hot. Oh my god, I would so. Anyway, so here's the point I'm going to make. The point I'm trying to make, Lori, stop trying to distract me. I'm sorry. Is when I first watched Dracula season one, and I think I told you this, I skipped all the judges' critiques, and I finished the whole thing in under 90 minutes. Wow. I literally just watched the challenges and anything that wasn't a judge's critique. Okay? Finished it in 90 minutes. And because of that, it didn't necessarily appear to me that Van der Van Ad was the frontrunner, because it's so fast, you don't have time to sit on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what? So when I watched the finale in my, I don't head, have to say that's what he said, right? No, we all we, we all felt that. that. Okay, good. <laughs> when I watched the finale, I thought Melissa B. Fierce was clearly the winner. So let me turn your question back on you. Your question to me was: Does does a person's final performance make up for the whole for the cumulative effect? Let's say you were in Bill Ward's California's Funniest Female contest. Uh-huh. Right? And it's you, Norma Jean, and what was the one who took her teeth out? Uh. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, uh, Bev. Bev. Bev Hunt. Remember they had that whole... Yo, was, yeah, we're going to talk about that right Orange now. County fight about yeah. how... So, let's, let's actually talk about this. <laughs> so, it's so, so dumb. So, Lori and I, when we met... Well, let's, let's, finish, let, let's finish this and we'll explain who they are. Okay. So you're in California's Funniest Female with Norma Jean and Bev Hout. Okay. okay. And you are just crushing it the uh-huh. entire time. And then the very last set, you know, it's the final set. Bev takes her feet, her teeth out, and just the place just goes crazy. And just, she just destroys. And Norma Jean tells, does the character of Bev... And the whole place just goes crazy. I love it. And then you do your set, and you do okay. You don't bomb, but you just do okay. Is this on a different day? 
This is the finale. But this is not, it's the finale is on a different day yeah, then? Yeah, different day. Okay. Do Does Norma, let's say Norma Jean does better than Bev. Does Norma Jean win the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, if she gets the, yeah, comedy competitions are very in the moment. Like mm-hmm. the, that, they're not like, uh, you know, oh, this person did great one day, so I'm going to vote for him now. You mm-hmm. know, it's very mm-hmm. much like, what do you got for me now? Sort of thing. So that's kind of how why I was like I wonder why competitions kind of have like a you know a, a more like oh well overall they seem to do well sort of thing. Any final thoughts on the Dragula show? Uh I mean that's pretty much it. I I would say like the one thing that I I still think is that I think that I felt like Melissa kind of got a raw deal. Like I like I said I think Vander did great. Mm-hmm. but i don't think she won that night i thought she won the rest of the competition i don't think she won that night you know i, I think you're right i think you're right but i think it's good that they went with vander because i think i feel like and i, I don't disagree with you i feel melissa did do well that episode but i feel melissa as a pageant queen was just going for another crown whereas i feel with vander this was really important to vander and that really meant something to him, and he was going to really take the crown and do something serious with it, which he did. But what, I mean, serious with what? Was he going to donate to charity? Like, what are they, I don't understand what they, they make it sound like these drag queens, like, you know, that they do, like, ambassador work. Lord, you know? it's, there is a lot of gravitas that comes with going out on the stage with a crucifix shoved up your ass and, and, uh, Wearing a crown of thorns and bleeding all over yourself. There is... And, and puking on stage. And oh, then, okay. And then coming out and shitting on stage as well. There's a lot... There's a lot to that. And I think it's offensive that you've hosted this whole season and you don't see that. Um, I will say... Also say that I... Uh, I didn't necessarily... I felt like they missed a really big opportunity through Belay Brothers and like having some kind of like last killing thing where they killed frankie and Mm -hmm. and and uh uh god i can't think of her name now and melissa um or but then they just like i thought what they were gonna do was like the blood was gonna be the blood of all the victims and you were gonna see like you know but it's just it was just blood for some unknown reason so yeah I mean, overall, I would say it was it was interesting. I, I mean, it's the first full find, drag competition bring, show I've ever watched. So, I like that you're trying to uh, bring serious you know, gravitas to a show that had you know that had the 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 drag queens chase a go go boy around a desert. Yeah, and, well, uh, dressed you know, as a zombie. I feel like if you're gonna do something, do it correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's your favorite part from the from season one? I'm trying to think of mine, but what what would be yours? Hmm. Like an entire episode or a moment from the episode? Whatever. Entire episode, I might say the first one, because that was actually a good challenge, the Wicked Witch challenge, and that was good, and you got to meet them and stuff. Um, moment, my favorite moment might be when Loris was having an allergic reaction, and the Boulay brothers didn't know what to do, and the Karen <laughs> wants to know if they wanted to film it. And that sassy gay man behind the camera. Do I have to keep filming? <laughs> and then, and then Swanthula yells, yells at the girl. She's like, "Carrie, we're filming." Uh, uh, Why? What's your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite episode was the one where they did the. They went up to the uh, Death Valley. Oh yeah, um, and they had all of the fat people <laughs> barge through walls. <laughs> Um, and, uh, my favorite moment was Loris, when Loris uh, gave the speech that she, oh yeah, uh, I have taken for two years. I have chosen not to eat meat. Yeah. She but has not that, to, I'm not today. But yeah, she has that mask on. Yeah. And, and then, like, and then it was like the, and then it, it took like forever for her to take off the mask. Cause she waited till after her speech <clears> to, <throat> mm-hmm. to start taking off her makeup. Yeah. So she's, not, she's no dummy. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite moment. Now, let me ask you this question. What, do you know anything about season two whatsoever? No. Okay. Oh, can I tell you one thing that bugs me real fast? Sure. Or or do you want to get to no. your question? Go ahead. 
One thing that bugs me, and I noticed this when they did the ending where they introduced all of the people from the thing and Meatball walks out and she hands out burgers again. It's like, if she's going to do that, call herself Burger. <laughs> Why is she calling herself Meatball? Well, Never my- once does she throw up she throw out meatballs. She's always have a cheeseburger or hamburger that she's throwing around and diving say, on, but never a meatball. Wouldn't you say so. that a, a hamburger is just a flattened meatball? <clears throat> no. Oh, all right. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I would not say that. Oh, all right. Well, so here's my question: What are you looking forward to? What are you anticipating for on um, season three? Uh, season two. Well, I feel like with each season, the the people who do the season, hopefully they watch it so they understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I look forward to seeing, like, I guess, hi- more heightened versions of what we saw, mm-hmm. you know, last season. Um, you said that a lot of the logistics are better, like the sound and stuff like that. I don't remember. Maybe someone in the chat room might be able to say, but I don't remember about the sound. Um, I'm hoping that there's not so much, uh, there's not a lot of dead time like Mm -hmm. they had before, Mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, just like, I guess just more like, um, more, it's just interesting, you know, like, I don't think it's the fact that it's a YouTube competition show. I don't think means that they have, it has to be filled with so much dead air, you know, and I think that's exactly what they had. And so it's just like, why, you know, just have interesting moments. Yeah. So. But but what do you, uh, do you have, do you have any predictions of what will happen? What kind of queens are you looking for? What do you wish that they will have? I hope they have, uh, like, more like of the, um, I hope they have like more like like um monst- monster queens, like queens that are like from the scene. Mm-hmm. You know? I hope they have more of them <clears> because <throat> I felt like uh I feel like that might help. Oh, but also I, I feel like they're leaning more since Vander won that they're mm-hmm. leaning more towards having more like newbies. So who knows? I honestly am kind of not really trying to have like a uh, a hard opinion. I just really hope that it it just is better as far as like not as long sort of thing. What do you mean not as long? No, the episodes are as and there's ten episodes this time, not six. Oh dear God! I know. And then once we do season three, though, then we'll have a long break. We're gonna have like a really long. I don't know when season three comes out, but uh, we're gonna have a long stretch there. Can I uh, just say right now that mm-hmm. I pulled a muscle in my groin? doing something right now and i don't know what it was but my my groin is killing me well that concludes this season of the dragula recap show join us next time when we will discuss dissect and deconstruct the season premiere of dragula season two so for laurie roggenkamp and myself so long uglies do you think that he put the whole crucifix up his butt or just like the, uh, like how far up his butt? Do you think it was all the way to the T part or? Do you think when Jesus take his face? Lori Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available sure on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG. That's L R O G G. And on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp. That's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. If you haven't already, you can follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The Dragula Recap Show is an Afterthought Media production. <laughs>